Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our risen Savior, Jesus Christ, our Good Shepherd. Amen. The message for today, this fourth Sunday of Easter, rises up out of the words of Jesus, read just now from John chapter 10. So what's up with this crazy weather of ours? Remember how it was a, a week ago? Right, it was 90 degrees. Uh, we were into late June, July. Now we're back in March this morning. So it really is the first weekend in May. And because it's the first weekend in May, tis the season, tis the season for the release of a new superhero movie. You know what I'm talking about, people? <laughs> That's right. Our confirmation class knows exactly what I'm talking about. Pastor Campbell is the resident expert on superhero movies and all such thing. And I am uh, venturing forth into uncharted territory here. But uh, there, there is a connection here, and I'll get to that in just a moment. Superheroes, though, with all the, the anxiety and the tension and the fear that is in our world today, Seems like we really could use a superhero at this particular point in time. Well, the movie that was released over the weekend is Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2, that's right. And it follows the release of Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 1, three years ago in 2014. It's an American superhero film based on the Marvel Comics superhero team by the same name. Guardians of the Galaxy. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Others of you say, I have no idea what he's saying at all. Well, there's a connection here. Believe it or not, this is now, Pastor Campbell corrected me after the service. I said it was the 10th Marvel Comics superhero movie. He said, no, it's actually the 15th such movie. So I will defer to his wisdom on that. We'll say it is, in fact, the 15th. It revolves around the central character named, what's his name, Cassie? Yeah. Peter. Peter Quill, a.k.a. Star-Lord, as he likes to call himself. And in volume one, uh, Peter formed this strange and uneasy alliance with all of these weird extraterrestrial misfits who were on the run after stealing a valuable artifact. Volume 2, the movie which just came out on Friday, continues all of this as the team traverses the outer reaches of the cosmos and the Guardians try to keep their blended family together as they unravel the mystery of Peter Quill's true parentage. Hmm. Kind of sounds like another superhero movie, right? Long, long ago, in a galaxy far away. There you go. So it's that word guardian. Guardian from Guardians of the Galaxy that connects us to what's happening in worship today, this fourth Sunday of Easter, often called Good Shepherd Sunday. And so the message for today, rising up out of those words of Jesus from John 10, is called Shepherd Guardian. May the Lord's rich and abundant blessing rest upon the preaching and the hearing 
and the living of his word for Jesus' sake. Today is often called Good Shepherd Sunday, and for good reason. The scripture lessons which we heard, the, the hymns and music which we're singing, the prayer of the day, the message, they all revolve around this beloved image of our crucified and risen Savior, Jesus Christ, our Good Shepherd. But here's the thing. We live at a time and a place that's pretty far removed from anything to do with sheep or shepherding. Anybody have this in your background, growing up in a place where there was sheep and shepherding? All right, uh, okay, we got at least one, a few at the eight o'clock service too. And yet, and yet, this image of Christ, our good shepherd, remains one of the most beloved images we have of our Savior. Why is that? Why is that? Even in this fast-paced, densely populated urban suburban area in which we live, I think there is in all of us this deep desire for someone who can step in, who is able to rescue, who can do what nobody else can do, a superhero, if you will. And though he may not wear a cape or a mask, Jesus is that someone who has stepped into our messed up world and our lives with all of the need that is in them. This is Jesus who has come in to set free, to rescue, to redeem us from everything that is holding us captive to sin, to death, to condemnation. And so Jesus has done this, not with some futuristic uh, weapon of the uh, high-tech kind of laser gun thing. No, Jesus has done this through the shedding of his blood on the tree of the cross. Through what Jesus has done here on the cross, he's broken the power of the enemy. He has set us free. Jesus took our place on that cross because that's what we rightly deserved. Death, punishment, condemnation. Jesus came to take our place. He describes in the gospel lesson for today what the work of our enemy looks like. He says in that final verse, the thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. So think about any superhero movie you may ever have seen, whether it's recent or long ago, there's always an enemy in there, right? And the enemy always wants to do exactly that, to steal, to kill, to destroy. Except the enemy we're dealing with isn't make-believe from a movie. It's for real. And the enemy isn't playing a game here. It's for keeps. And we do well to take that seriously. 
but we have an even more powerful friend than our enemy. That friend is Jesus, our shepherd guardian, the one who has laid down his life for the sake of his flock, for the people of his pasture, for the sheep of his hand. Our confirmands this morning, families gathered here to celebrate, and, and all of us, this is what Jesus has done for you and for me. And now he tells us, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. And when all is said and done, isn't that what we all want? Not some shabby substitute for life, not some meaningless existence where we're just sort of wandering aimlessly and, and then we die. No, Jesus came to give us full and abundant life now and forever. Jesus died for us that we might live for him. In the ever-expanding world of technology, of which I know about that much, voice recognition is a tool that we really pretty much take for granted, right? Think Siri on your iPhone. Okay, that's voice recognition with our smartphones, our electronic devices. They respond to these verbal questions and commands that we have. And there's some voice recognition going on in the gospel for today. Jesus tells us, he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens, the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he's brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. But the tables are turned here. It's not so much about Jesus responding to our instructions and commands. It's the other way around. We are responding to Jesus' voice and his guidance, his directions, what he would have us do. And we do this, not begrudgingly or out of compulsion or fear because we have to. No. Knowing that Jesus shed his blood on the tree of the cross for us, we do this willingly and gladly. Because if our shepherd guardian loved us so much that he would lay down his life on the tree of the cross for us, doesn't it follow that he really and truly has our best interests at heart? And so we can listen to his voice by the power of the Holy Spirit at work in us. We can follow where he is leading. We can join Jesus on his mission, even when we walk through that valley of the shadow of death. Because we know his voice, and it is a voice 
of love. That word guardian that comes at the end of the epistle reading for today, take a look in your bulletin. Go back to that, if you would, please. First Peter chapter 2, uh, where Peter says, uh, the end verse, verse 25, For you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. So you may wonder, well, why is that word guardian in brackets like that? The English Standard Version, that's the translation of the Bible we use in worship here, but that's not the word that they use in this uh, particular section of Scripture here. I put that word in this morning. Why? Because the original word here is episcopus, where we get the word episcopal, which means an overseer, a guardian, or a bishop. That's what's going on here. The guardian of our souls is Jesus Christ. Go back with me in worship to Good Friday, about a month ago. And here in the house of the Lord on Good Friday, we heard those convicting and sobering words from Isaiah 53. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And that is truth. We have all strayed like sheep. We have all turned aside from following the Lord which is why Jesus died on the cross. But you see, Good Friday must give way to Easter Sunday, right? Death must give way to life. And in Jesus, there is life. In Jesus, there is forgiveness. In Jesus, there is hope. Today and tomorrow, there is salvation in Jesus. So if we're serious about this guardian, this guardian of our galaxy, we need look no further than Jesus, our shepherd guardian. This year, Good Shepherd Sunday happily coincides with Confirmation Sunday as young men and women reaffirm their baptismal vows here at the Lord's altar in the rite of confirmation. They're gathered here before us, Gabe and Ella and Cassie. They will publicly profess their faith in Jesus, our Good Shepherd, just as so many of us have done in our own lives. And I was thinking about this earlier as I was putting together the sermon of a confirmation a long time ago that I thought of with the opening hymn we sang, right? Savior like a shepherd lead us. And there was one uh, confirmant I learned at that time who um, with the refrain of that, blessed Jesus, blessed Jesus, you have bought us, we are yours. Except when he was a little guy, um, he didn't come out, blessed Jesus, blessed Jesus. He thought it was saying, Bless the cheese sauce. Bless the cheese sauce. 
<laughs> that little guy isn't so little anymore, right? He's, uh, he's uh, married now and expecting a child, and so um, I can never sing that hymn without thinking of that, bless the cheese sauce. So today, <laughs> it is funny, isn't it? So uh, today, Confirmation Sunday is a significant faith milestone for Gabe, for Ella, for Cassie, for their family and friends gathered here, but also for our whole congregation, the body of Christ that is St. John's Lutheran Church. It affords each one of us the opportunity to come alongside these younger brothers and sisters and be that encouragement to them in following Jesus, to bless them in the name of Jesus who loves them and us and who gave his life for them. So even if you don't know who these incredible young people are, Introduce yourself after the service. Send them a note in the mail. Find out who they are and be that blessing for them in Jesus' name as we sow seeds of blessing and faith in Jesus' name. That they may follow him who loves them, who is their shepherd guardian today and tomorrow and all the days ahead. May the Lord strengthen us to do this as together, like those first disciples, we devote ourselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, keeping our eyes focused on our shepherd guardian, Jesus Christ. Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen.